0: Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan.
1: What's poppin', Fanny people? Welcome to another episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. I'm Jordan, forgive D-Lo Alamant. That's Brandon ooh, but the plus-minus back, and that is Nate. Hey, how was Luca Garza's performance <laughs> yesterday? Don't All forget stern. about the plus-minus. Uh, and together, did I say that we are Crunch Wears No Pants? We are. Crunch Wears No Pants genitals everywhere. Um, we are the head of the basketball department of PullTabSports.com, and we're brought to you by Jimmy's Dips and Joe Mama Salsa. And make sure you follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the hashtag Wolves Things Bracket; a massive hit, guys! People are loving it. It's a fun time. Um, if you're not familiar with the Wolves Things Bracket. At No Pants Crunch, like I said on Twitter, Brandon mostly, <laughs> and some listeners assembled a list of 64 Timberwolves things, the most wolvesy things in history. It's like Martell Webster dunking. We needed a three in overtime. Uh, Becky else? Taylor's lasagna John Krasinski John Krasinski the Dane Moore NBA pod what's a more uh, Wolves back Pat Bev these things and we're doing it's gonna be like a three week long process <laughs> so go vote on, uh, on your favorites round one's happening right now at No Pants Crunch uh, guys icebreaker question
0: you ready? I'm excited to hear what Jordan came up with in the last minute less than 45 <laughs> seconds I didn't have time to run through the filter he's still, he's still <laughs> no, think I of got it. it
1: I got it how come no one likes us? This is the second episode in a row our guest is canceled. <laughs> Last week, it was supposed to be doing L. This, this is going to be a deep, heavy... <laughs> this week's supposed to be Johnny K. Why is this our luck? Brandon, you're you you you're not making eye contact. You want to <laughs> avoid the question. So whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I think people like us. I think it's just a little <laughs> bad luck.
1: <laughs> okay, the real icebreaker question, not even Wolves related, Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing? Which is better and why? Oh,
0: man. Mario Kart, I guess. I've never played Crash Team Racing.
1: Durf. uh i bought you a crash bandicoot no shirt, i know so the, there, there's something. a nuanced
2: answer to this like at its best super mario bros super mario racing this guy mario doesn't even kart. remember the name yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm recording a podcast i'm nervous i've got this energy about me no yes um mario kart at its best crash team racing has packs a better punch
0: in the playstation one version no packing mm-hmm. a better punch that's super smash bros you're thinking of <laughs> yeah. okay,
1: get out you're off the pod well guys we firing folks live on the air uh, so interesting show today we have a losing record since we last recorded and our superstar unicorn is injured, but I feel like the vibes are a little bit better. So we'll go through the vibes. We're going to play Wolves Jeopardy. We got random wolf, wolf of the week. Oh wow. wow. It's not it's not funny if we're good at it. That's why I tried I, to be we bad, were bad at good it. Right at right it. <laughs> we're bad. And then uh, <laughs> name that wolf. Oh wow. <laughs> And then we have a bonus segment, which I'm really stoked about. Uh, It's a Star Wars starting five draft. Again, not even Wolves adjacent, but basketball adjacent. So let us live. But before we even talk about the freaking vibes, dude, let's talk about the freaking dips, Jimmy's dips, Jimmy's dips. Remember when 50 would do that with G-Unit? I just did it with Jimmy's dips. Okay. G-Unit-me's dips. That was, a,
0: that was a thing you said. Yep. yep. You, you said certainly it. said it.
1: God. Okay. So Jimmy's Dips, they have, you know, they're veggie dips. Right. Everyone knows vegetable dips. But what about the caramel dips? You can dip your apples in it. Uh, they have caramel and freaking sea salt caramel. And uh, they're from from Minnesota. Stewart's, they're from Stewartsville, Minnesota, local company. So go get your dips. It's the holiday season. You're burning potpourri, right? That smells... Festive. We're all doing it. And the the caramel itself may not be good for you, but what I've
0: noticed is it's drastically increased my apple consumption. Yeah. So... Healthy adjacent, yeah, kind of like yeah. a healthy alternative. Yeah, you weren't going to eat those apples yeah. without the dip
2: exactly. So,
1: yeah, dude, okay. Sidebar, I'm doing like a little diet app right now because the father way got me feeling bad about myself. And it's like it sorts foods into like the different colors. All the things they say are healthy in the stores, like NutriGrain, whatever, healthy. No, nah, it's bad not for you, all. not at all. <laughs> so, I'm sorry that I'm not eating my NutriGrain bar, but I'd rather have an apple, which I'm allergic to, and dip it in covered in, in caramel. What are the healthy colors? It's green, yellow, and orange. It's like, whoa. You can't, oh. it's what like, color are oranges? Oranges are or green. It's
2: very weird. <laughs> this is very confusing.
1: But caramel is like a light brown, and Jimmy's makes <laughs> it. <laughs> so cop that from Hyvie or Cub today. Gentlemen!
0: Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now.
1: For the vibes? Since we last recorded, the Timberwolves are three and four. Pacers, W. Best win of the year. Hornets, L. Worst L of the year. Warriors, L. Saddest L of the year? Wizards, L. Even sadder than the Hornets, L. Which was, I said, the, last, the worst. No, it was actually the... What, what fucking sentence was that? <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the Wizards, L. was bad.
1: Yeah, the Wizards, L. It was that bad that it actually broke my brain. And then Cat got hurt, which was just uh, a bummer. Uh, Grizzlies, we won. It was amazing. Thunder, L. That one sucked. And then we just won yesterday. Austin Rivers told the fans on Instagram to stay with them, and we did. Uh, Wendell Moore Jr. won over our hearts with his cool young face. Uh, D-Lo <laughs> stands came after Brandon at my beckoning. Anti-Luca Pitchforks came for derf. Not really. I think it kind of took some strays there, but nothing really direct. And then, and most importantly, we signed a white guy named Matt. So my question to you guys is, how are the vibes?
0: You want me to kick us off? Like yeah, I absolutely, Brandon. Um, I think the vibes are fine. And what a take! <laughs> Way to take a stand. Really? Yeah. Dude. Really.
2: No. Polarizing. Um,
0: I think it's starting to kind of set in with the wolves that like, like kind of like this like apathy around them, where. We're seeing like the optimism of the beginning of the season, like further
1: and further in the rear view mirror. Which we did not perpetuate, by the way. None of us said we we're going to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. Nobody. You both said <laughs> nobody we were going no. win the Larry They're, O'Brien trophy. It's two against one. I'm pretty sure we didn't say I'm anything. i almost certain we said we'd be 500. Delete you know? the first pod.
0: Yeah, um deleting. But and But I also think we're past the point where like mid-season where everyone was like, pitchforks out this team sucks we're going to be in the lottery the next 10 years and the first overall pick is going to the jazz I think it's just kind of like they appear to just be a 500 team until further notice and people are no longer like super angry or like just wait till we turn it around people are just kind of like they're okay they're kind of frustrating to watch on like any given night because they don't really bring it um I don't know. I'm struggling to see like what the actual thing that they do well is. Like if you're talking to your friends, you're trying to sell someone on the Timberwolves. What is like they're good at this. I don't really think they're actually like there's nothing that like stands out that they do really well as a team versus like last year's team. It's like if you were doing like the elevator pitch, it's like they play really hard and they shoot a bunch of threes. And this team is like, they don't play hard. They're kind of dumb. They can't shoot.
1: (laughs) I would say that. I think that's the selling point, though. Just go, it's a hell of a time. (laughs) Most of the games are going to be close. If it's a good team, it's going to be close. If it's a bad team, it's going to be close. I'm going to push back on that. I think there's a lot to salvage here. Um, I don't know what they're good at, which is they're a very confounding team. But, like, you can't blow a 20-point lead without first establishing a (laughs) 20-point lead. (laughs) They're good in a quarter. Yeah. So, um, but, like, that's the thing with the Wolves. They only blow it. After like one quarter, right? Like it's either the first or the third. Second and fourth were phenomenal teams. Nope. Sometimes in the second we're bad. <laughs> yeah. they, and we fall apart in the fourth sometimes. But okay. There's, a, there's and sometimes like, in the first, like against the Warriors and Wizards, we just yeah, get they should, right just, away. They spin
2: a wheel before the game well, and they're like, which the thing, one are we gonna choke in today?
1: With the Warriors game though, it was only the first quarter. We won the last three. Yeah, but also like I know when, you you're, play up, when you're
0: up by 40, like, okay, good job, like. You played down to your competition. You still won by forty. Like they're not going to beat us by hundred sixty.
1: <laughs> I, I was a mean- so <laughs> little concerned there. So, but what I'm saying is, there are there are, and this is partly disagreeing with you, but partly agreeing with you, like there's still a foundation there but i couldn't i could not tell you what they do well cuz sometimes like oh it's ant going off oh here comes a rudy thing dlo yeah. is going for 30 tonight it's like what is what's happening yeah and
0: that's the thing i think it's the the, the inconsistent the inconsistency of the best players and the the fact that the none of the players are really complementary of each other like i guess some of them like ant and ant and cat have been complementary historically but like Ant and D'Lo, like their games aren't really complimentary. Uh, neither Ant nor D'Lo has been super complimentary to Rudy because of like the on-ball defense has been so bad. Isn't it Ant because Ant Rudy's, Rudy's Rudy? just
1: sad? Maybe Rudy's a little bit sad. He misses the Jazz. Yeah, His Rudy, country lost. I don't think he misses thing. the Jazz.
0: Rudy's really uh, Rudy's really sad watching guys bull, like, bulldoze at him full speed off the dribble because Ant and D'Angelo Russell just turned around and watched him go.
1: <laughs> Maybe Rudy is sad because... Has he gone through a breakup recently? Do we know? Has he dated? Broke up with the Jazz. Do we know (laughs) of him? Does he have a high profile
2: relationship that we know of? Hang on, you do your googling. Rudy Gobert, love life, go under. I don't recall (laughs) where I was going with that. This okay. We know he's sad. He's he's an emotional guy but I don't think that that's yeah, the reason like when he
1: uh, when he, he just, Kenrich yeah. Williams <laughs> just, like, <laughs> that was lit. undercut I, his leg <laughs> dude that's when I respected him um, so Same. Rudy Gobert love life this is a headline from an actual website sports, uh, sports who is Rudy Gobert dating Clay Thompson's ex-girlfriend <laughs> that's not a sentence who is de- like, like, who is Rudy Gobert there's dating there's no punctuation <laughs> no, it's who is Rudy Gobert dating Clay Thompson's ex-girlfriend that's a, that's a sub note Oh, Hannah Stocking, is she a baddie? Let's find out. This is great for yeah. This is great great podcasting.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Live research. Uh. (laughs) 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 Okay, (laughs) she's pretty. She's Come no man. On, she's no wife, dude. What do you expect? How tall is she? I'm just I'm so curious. 6'9". Okay,
1: nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Hannah's sucking seven, seven one. So I we, think we're going way too hang far Hang on. Down hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 oh my god, she's five ten, so she's tall, but not tall for Rudy. So like when they when they get freaky and they bust out the Jimmy's dick. Just dude. talked about this, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh shoot, sorry. That's not, so he's seven
2: one, right? Seven yeah, foot, seven yeah. one? So that's like a foot and three inches. That's not like terribly the so least so interesting two minutes of
1: podcasting <laughs> I've ever been a part of. I, I, Is it more interesting if we talk about the Wolves? Okay, <laughs> so whatever. Uh, let's talk about a Catless future show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the wake of Cat's injury, right, we've got to look at the team with solely Rudy at the five and Ant and like the default leadership role. D'Lo said that Ant was trying to, you know, test the waters and and, and make steps in that regard, which I love to see. Um, so around the horn, do we like what we're seeing? Do we dislike, uh, the, the, a catless Timberwolves, you know, now we have a traditional five, you know, we don't have a unicorn seven footer popping threes. Now that we have like a more usual good center, but when, when do we have like a good elite center? Like that's a kind of purebred center, you know? So I guess yeah. my question is, do we like it? Do we like the idea of this? Yeah. I mean, I think we, I think Twitter
0: kind of jumped the shark on, like when the cat injury happened, when everyone was like, well, finally we got this guy out of the way. Now we go on our run. And it's like, well, actually he's like the best player on the team. Yeah. So they're probably not going to go on a run because cat's really good. Um, but I do think that's guy over here, ignoring stats, yeah. just going <laughs> wow. with his vibe. Okay. I do think it provides an opportunity over like this month stretch to see what this whole thing looks like without him, because I don't think this is going to happen, but say he's out for 20 games. If they go 14 and six in 20 games without cat, and then he comes back and they're just like this middling 500 team again, that opens up like the conversation in the off season around, like maybe cat is the odd man out where it's like,
1: this is how you like build
0: this thing out. Um, And maybe that was part of the calculus in the Rudy trade was like, we can see if this works with them, but if it doesn't, we have this like, this eject button—that's like we can stay good. Trade Carl Anthony Towns. I don't want to go down like that whole path no, because it's, I don't it's, it's think too that's early, the, it's not helpful. I don't think that's yeah. That's the that's not what we've seen so far. I mean, I have not been tremendously impressed with the Catless Timberwolves. As fun as the Grizzlies win was, um, that game was just like a slop fest. Yeah, that was
1: just too gritty, too like the gritty, yeah whatever. Um, so, is there something to be said about like so? very bold experiment two fives blah 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 a billion words have been written and uttered about this experiment is it is there a world where like you know we simplify it let's just see what rudy is and then we reinsert cat in it and be like hey maybe we should let ant and rudy take the the lead but we want you to be like uh you know be there but maybe not be like 25 points a guy maybe be like just so I don't, think, or well, I don't think I don't think it's can't about speak, but you know. Yeah, I don't think it's about him taking a
0: backseat offensively. He's the as much as we love Ant, Cat is the best offensive player on the team. Like, but it's a guards league, basically, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but I, it's also like a there's like a surplus talent thing where it's mm-hmm. like Cat stands out offensively as a big more than Ant stands out offensively as a wing just because like there's more good wings than there are good bigs. There's like defensive questions with it, but I. I don't know. I think I think if anything, it provides us an opportunity to like maybe have what happened during like the COVID stretch in December last year yeah. where all those big guys, those key guys were out and like kind of the template for how to play was laid and they didn't win that many games, but they competed. And then those guys came back and that continued happening. The role players continued doing that thing. And then those guys kind of like settled into roles like the Ants. Delos and cats because I think that's the biggest part is that there's just like a lot of like your turn my turn and not a lot of like teamwork like I said they're just the the best players aren't really complementing each other right now I mean we've seen a little bit more of it with Ant and Rudy we've seen a little bit more when Delo is good Delo and Rudy but like for the most part it's just kind of like we can get Delo going but then when Delo gets going Ant disappears and we can get Ant going and when Ant gets going, D'Lo disappears, and we try to get Rudy going, and that's never a good idea. <laughs>
1: and, like, I hate to agree with Shaq, but it's like, yeah, Rudy, you put up 15, if you put up 15 boards and like 12 points and a bunch of blocks, you're worth that money straight up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason that they're, I think the
0: reason that they've tried to, we touched on this the last pod. I yeah. think we've kind of beaten this in. The reason they're trying to get Rudy going offensively, like give him like a back to the basket game is because, that's the thing that's been like the glaring omission on Rudy Gobert teams in the playoffs Mm -hmm. is like the Clippers are able to go really small and spread them out defensively. So that like mitigates some of the Rudy defensive value, but then Rudy being eight inches taller than the guy guarding him, he hasn't been able to capitalize on that matchup and make teams
1: hurt for going small. Um, So I think they're trying to like foster that. But if they're all good at the same time, it, it yeah. stretches the floor on the other end. So it's like, oh, now you have to do the same thing to
0: us. But, yep. oh, we have a 7-1 guy down there. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dane Moore has been talking about this a lot. It's not as much like back to the basket, Rudy dribbling into hook shots. It's more just like seal your man right in front of the rim and get a couple dunks. And just, well, he doesn't know how to dunk. He plays volleyball. Well, he had like he had like he's had a four couple or five now. dunks last year. <laughs> yeah, night. but he
1: keeps doing like the boop thing. I think I don't we, know why
0: he defaults to that. I think we... underestimate how easy it is for like big guys to dunk like with gigantic crowds because he still needs to like be able to jump and there's like little guys around his legs and stuff. It's the like... He 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 the the like bunnies,
2: he just like tips it instead of just extending his arms though. It's like the ones where cause I'm not talking I'll say
0: about, again, I think we're oversimplifying
1: I'm not, how easy Yeah, But I think it's really you, like, easy to dunk an MBA.
0: Yeah, there. but we're not
2: even talking about the same thing. I'm not talking about when he's in a crowd. I'm saying there are times where it's one on one and he's like so worried about getting the shot up that he doesn't just extend and drop it in because he's got such a long wingspan and he's so tall, it's not like he has to even jump.
1: Yeah. I think if Rudy Gobert can dunk it, he's probably dunking it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great insight. Let's see what else we That's got That's why here. you're the stats guy. Um, here's a note under the Catless Future show sheet button. Was Cat's presence holding Rudy slash others back from stepping up or being leaders? That's hard for us to tell as just like group chat members. But is there something to that? I guess it does allow Ant to, that, to go I for threw,
2: I just threw that in because it seems like Rudy has been more vocal and Ant has been more vocal with Cat, not There, not Mm -hmm. present and i feel i'm not saying speculating like we know one way or the other but just from like optics it seems like ant ant and and rudy are stepping up into that more vocal leadership and it's not like it's perfect like
1: it's not like they're doing they're like rallying the team but it just seems like in general more vocal to fill that that void i would love to hear that hype speech of like you know anthony edwards like atlantean Southern Draw mixed with the Rudys like French, like 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 going back and forth, like like I imagine like Kyle Anderson' like, what's happening there? Yeah. yeah. so,
0: and I I mean, I think that, yeah, absolutely cat being out like opens up vocal leadership roles because like that leadership role has always kind of just fallen to him by default because he's been around for the longest. Um, and Kat definitely like fancies himself a leader that's kind fancies of, himself. second pond <laughs> second pond and It's getting that. out of hand That's... Um, but that's kind of like the that's kind of where like the cringy cat quotes like come from is he's always he always wants to like present himself as like the great teammate, the good leader, like the say the right things guy. Um so like without him, there is that void of more guys speaking up. The problem is like it's awesome that Ant is like stepping up in a vocal leadership role and it sounds like he's doing that more on the court and stuff. But also like that clip that went viral of him being like, we got to do this every game, like be in the gaps every game, like for Rudy, every game. And then literally the next game against the Thunder, he just got cooked the whole game but defensively. Yeah, but also like... Manifesting, dude. It's the, <laughs> yeah, it takes
2: some practice. Yeah. Like he's got... It's the first time he's spoken up all year. Um, but I think... I definitely think that Rudy is like more... I don't know. I feel like he's kind of t- like taken a step back and like he doesn't want to step on toes because oh, yeah. he's the new guy on the on the definitely, team. Yeah, and like, absolutely. I think... That I guess I'm not saying that he's holding the team back, but I definitely feel like with him not there, there's an opportunity for Rudy to gel better with the team.
1: Yeah, kind Mm -hmm. of like the addition by subtraction thing that I was talking about. I love it. Um, I had a point that I was going to make, but screw it. Let's move on. (laughs) Noel heating up. Brandon back. you like uh, what Jalen's doing off the bench over the last seven games since we recorded 15.4 points a game, 3.6 rebounds, 2 assists, and a plus-minus of... Plus three. They call yeah. that net rating in yeah. the biz, I actually. Mean, I mean, most of that plus minus just came in the last game where he was like a plus like 25 or whatever. Um, do you love plus minus or do you hate plus minus? You can't deploy plus minus against me for D and then go, oh, it doesn't really matter for Jalen. I didn't say it didn't matter. I was more pointing ah. to the I was more
0: pointing to the fact that that's like probably misleading because it's mostly one game. So are stats the Bible
1: or are stats <laughs> Satan? You, <laughs> you have to take the truth or
0: is it a lie? I was literally about to say that. It's not as good as it looks because he hasn't been very good on the defensive end. And then is, D,
1: then is Delos minus five not as bad as it looks? If you want to be the stat flipper man, classic analyst, pivoting, <laughs> this, pivoting the table. to I really to don't be, understand the point. You're that's off the pod. <laughs> <You're>, I'm <laughs> saying that you are just being willy nilly, McGee. I think oh, he's when just, we get to D'Angelo Russell, I'll like t- I'll
0: give all my points there. Um, Jalen Noel has definitely like heated up offensively. I think that's really good. He was. Mired in, like, a pretty awful slump for, like, 10 games before that. And yeah,
1: people are tweeting out pictures of the chum bucket. That's <laughs> not good.
0: <laughs> and, like, the fact that he is such a such a terrible defender, it really makes it hard to swallow, like, the black hole bucket getter that's not getting any buckets. Yeah. That's not guarding anyone. So it's come out, like, a little bit more neutral. He's definitely stepped up as, like, a team that desperately needs shooting. He's starting to shoot a lot better. Um, and he's one of the better like get to the rim finishers on the team. Um yeah, yesterday he was just killer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's I don't know. I'm not I don't have like a huge point about Jalen Noel other than like I think it's good to see him starting to play better. I think we were teetering on Jalen Noel like losing his job. Like the the Wendell Moore like semi emergence, like two games.
1: That was a hoot and a half.
0: If if Jalen Noel had continued playing like as Poorly as he had played up until this like recent hot offensive stretch, I think Wendell Moore usurping him in the rotation wasn't that unrealistic. But I think we're past that point now.
1: Uh, let's let's go to Wendell Moore because the D'Lo conversation. I, I'm kind of exhausted by it. It's either he's either very good and fun or very bad and frustrating, and that's he, just how it is. I
2: do want to talk about weird. He's not like a bit. He doesn't mean a lot to this team, so I don't know why we would talk to talk about him very much. I just specifically,
0: I just want to say the D'Lo stands. Came after me on Twitter, and it's because every time D'Lo does anything marginally positive on a basketball court, Jordan hops on the Crunch wears no pants Twitter account. No, that's essentially an AI brand,
1: actually. So I don't know what you're talking <laughs> T- about. Jordan tweets like six tweets at me and <laughs> gets me all riled up. That was one game, and I might have been high. <laughs> and was- I don't. <laughs> who
0: knows who did that? So D- I got like I got like eight. What are, where are you saying anything good about D'Angelo Russell now? Tweets. In a game where D'Angelo Russell finished
1: a minus 16. He, he was on pace to be really good and then he had a really bad quarter and made me feel very stupid. I, and, I don't apologize. I was going to, sorry. Was, and so
0: as a result sorry. of that, because I was so mad, I had a tweet about plus Get minus. Brandon okay, so, Get Brandon go Brandon And then the D'Lo stands all came after me. My favorite part of this is that he's blaming
2: you for the tweet that he sent. Because yeah. he got me so mad. Yeah, I know, but the, he's not the reason they came after
1: you you're the tweet you send is the reason the radical left got me so mad that i stole confidential (laughs) documents from the white house that's how you sound right now just, you gotta lay off, man. <laughs> <laughs> he is very thin-skinned. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about D'Lo then. D'Lo over the last seven games, nineteen point six point points per game. We're talking about him. <laughs> talk, we're talking about him. We're not talking He's about D'Lo great, anyway. And so and D'Lo, nineteen point six points per game, seven point six assists and three rebounds in the last seven games. Uh, three turnovers per game as well, and they're bad. Uh, they usually go into the second or third row, which I think is impressive. If you're gonna do it, <laughs> you can throw do it really big. far. Like, it's like the um, the DeAndre Jordan video <laughs> where he, he hucks it into it the upper it from deck. half court, into the upper deck. I thought that was JaVale McGee. This one I'm was sure last year with the too. Lakers. Like oh, that's right, DeAndre yeah, yeah. Jordan, just like tried to throw an outlet pass, that's and he right. threw it yes. over the baseline on the other yes. side. So So D'Lo does that sometimes. The vibe around D'Lo, it does feel notably better the last seven games because the, the offensive firepower has been there. And it's a roller coaster high and a roller coaster low. If this is the version of Delo we can get the rest of the season, the one that dives for balls and shoots and isn't that much reliability on defense, but actually is, but at least tries hard and can shoot and can win games for us, are we rocking with the guy? Do we extend him? How do we feel about this version of Delo Can we count on this version of D'Lo? When he's good, yeah, I like when he's good. Yeah, I guess that's the question, huh? What a <laughs> shitty just, question. I just don't think. <laughs> God, this used to be my job, and just I just blow at it.
0: I don't think he's actually like been. He's been. He set the bar really, really low, like the first yeah. ten games, and so then he's been like, fine, and he'll have like these bursts, like the fourth quarter. Like we wouldn't have won that game last night without D'Angelo Russell. I publicly acknowledged it, so Jordan would cyber yes. bully
1: me. Thank you, I appreciate
0: um, fair and balanced stuff. And like the the play against Miami, where he really like brought it on the defense when he end. blocked
1: Jimmy Butler. In the well, in the baby I'm blue no, MSP churches?
0: That was a longer time ago. I'm talking about the one where he was guarding Max Struess yeah. and like shut him down. Um, the diving on the floor for loose balls, like all that stuff is good and that makes him like more palatable. Um, I just don't think he's the right fit because like even when he does give a shit defensively, he's just like so physically limited that he's just. Him trying really hard gets him up to like a little below average defensively, mm-hmm. and we can't count on him to bring it like that every night. And I just don't think that the offensive upside that he offers, even when he's good, is valuable enough on a team with Anthony Edwards and Jane McDaniels and Carl Anthony Towns compared to a guy that would bring it more often on the defensive end, a skill that the team is really lacking in the backcourt because also I don't want to be too hard on D'Angelo Russell. The guards as a whole have done a that's, really poor job the containing the ball. Yeah. Um, and that's like mitigated Rudy's value
1: and all that stuff. Which what's maddening. Cause like, we've seen D'Lo do it. We've seen Ant do it. We're kind of, we're kind of, circ- we're talking about what we talked about in the pod last week. Well, like, we've seen him do it. So do it more. Like you can do it. We've yeah. seen like, Frick, man.
2: There's just not a defensive compliment like there was with Pat Bev. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the Lakers are going to shop him, they say. So
0: I hate to break this to you, but it's like pretty mathematically impossible to get Pat Bev Pretty
1: (sighs)
2: mathematically impossible.
0: Like they would have to trade like Torian Prince plus Jordan McLaughlin plus Nas Reed plus Jalen Noel just to get the math to
1: work. I don't see an issue with any of that. Um, Let's just do it. How many second round picks do they want? Because Tim Connelly will throw the book at the Lakers.
0: It's it's about like salary math. It's not about
1: it's about oh this is the segment called how's the vibes, not how is the math,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I I don't want you building up all these vibes towards a thing that
1: isn't possible. We. I got nothing. Yeah, same. It was just filling the air. Uh, this kind of feels like a Wolves game. We're just trailing out in the third quarter. We're going <laughs> to <laughs> let Flagrant Howells come and take our lead now. Are we still what talking if that about THC? What, what if it just cut into it? <laughs> Let's talk about, so, so about Wendell. Last thing of Howells's survives before we go into Jeopardy. Wendell Moore. I like him. I like a guy that tries hard. He's a new Josh Akogi.
0: Well. He's definitely not as good defensively as Josh Kogi. Josh Kogi is like, like yes. 99th percentile, like as good as anyone in the world defensively. Wendell Moore stands out defensively on a team that starts Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and brings Jalen Noel
1: off the bench. <laughs> it's the theory of relativity, Brandon. It's looking pretty good. I and mean, I do
0: think I do think that Wendell Moore. The the thing I like the most about Wendell Moore is that he is he he profiles as a role player which i think is just something that the team is missing um like he was pretty consistently the third and fourth best player on all those duke play those duke teams so he got really comfortable playing off the ball but he's also like a decent secondary playmaker and he makes quick decisions and stuff like that it's
1: crazy how we see (laughs) just fundamental basketball go this guy's awesome it's very minnesotan um anything else we want to hit and how's the vibes do you want to talk he about also, Luka Garza? Well, I would
2: like to talk about the stat picking that we have on the oh Luca's negative, uh he's minus what nine in in four minutes or three minutes? I don't know. Like, just because I said one thing about no, plus no, no, minus, no. now I'm like it's, plus minus. No, it's not nine. even it's not even you. It's the masses on Twitter that are calling, like taking shots at Luka Garza, but they won't admit that Wendell Moore had minus 13 in one less minute. If yep. anyone needs defending, it's a white
0: man. Am I right? <laughs> I'm just. I'm not saying that Luca Garza is not a capable NBA player or can't be a capable NBA player, but it was also like very apparent what the problem was for the three minutes that Luca Garza was on the floor, and it wasn't like he was just kind of like not really put in a position to succeed. Like he can't hold up defensively against a pick against and roll anyone with miles really. with uh, with Miles Turner on the floor, much like with yeah like with anyone much mm-hmm. less like. A guy who can like stretch the floor like Miles Turner, he, similar to D'Angelo Russell, Luca is going to like be. He's very physically limited defensively. He he's very very slow. But
1: that's a big man, but he's very
0: big. <laughs> you man. can teach speed. He'll learn it. Um, I, I think he I think he's like a could be like a capable bit player. Um, I think he's a a good offensive player. I think he can play on that end. And I think you need to pick your matchups where he needs to be against either smaller lineups where even if they are picking on him on the defensive end, he's able to pick on them on the offensive end by being so big or against like bigger plodding centers like Goga Badatze for for the Pacers, the backup center for the Pacers. If his minutes had been lined up with him, I think they would have been much more effective because he's not going to stretch the floor like Miles Turner is. He's not as athletic I don't think we would have, like, blown the doors off him in those minutes, but they probably wouldn't have been as big of a disaster as they were. It was basically, like, it wasn't a game, and then we put Luca Garza in, and then Miles Turner, like, four possessions in a row, just, like, took him to the woodshed and scored, like, (laughs) 10 points, and then it was a game.
2: Yeah, the reality of this situation is it's a guy who's barely played in the NBA who is just developing his game and you're putting him into a situation he's not set up for success. He's do playing they- he's playing in a it's a bad matchup. It's in the second quarter when the game actually matters. It's not like it's later in the game where whatever and it's
0: partially yeah. because of foul trouble and the situation, but do you think that was like a coach finch like, "All right, guys, I know what I'm doing." Stop. I well, no, I think it was ju- I think it was just uh it's Rudy's time. Like Rudy's spot in the rotation was like like he was like at a point where he was rotating out mm-hmm. and Nas had three fouls and there was still like 10 minutes left in the second quarter yeah. or whatever. And it was kind of just like... It's him or Nate Knight basically. Yeah, and Nas would get a bad whistle.
1: The Wolves just get a bad whistle.
0: Yeah, Nas, Nas also fouls a lot. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that about (laughs) my boy. Like, I love Nas Reed, but man, does that guy foul. Nas Reed leads the league in committing a foul and then throwing his hands up wondering why it was a foul. You're saying that over Cat? Way more than Cat. Actually, Jaron Jackson leads the league in that. Nas is
1: second. (laughs) I I like Jaron Jackson Jr. That's fine,
0: but it's an absurd... I like Jaron Jackson. He's like like the most annoying player to watch What would you call him in the group chat? On the Grizzlies. What what, what, about Dylan Brooks? Okay, I've... Dylan Brooks is the biggest bitch in the world. So wow.
1: <laughs> Anything else? Dirk, you going to say something, or should we move on to no? Wolves I was just asking him to everybody. say it. Say the word. You said it. You know what I'm going to say? Everyone should buy Joe Mamas salsa. All right, I'm going
2: to make my last
1: two points. <laughs> okay, we got we got time. I, I'm going to make my last oh two my, points. Let's to talk here. about
2: it. One, Iso ball. One, uh, round robin. What do you think of the Wolves' Twitter social
1: media account? That's I want to I want to know what's going on. I'm very biased because I love Shabazz Khan and yep. his leadership, so I can't be. I think it's not as good. Okay,
0: I don't really pay that much attention to like official brand like Twitter accounts that's the way to do it man like I don't, they're mostly they're mostly I, lame it's it's
2: high highs and low lows the ultra drip is great I love that.
1: Ultra drip, great bit. Super great bit. I, I just
2: don't like that. It's it's solely based on every time we lose, they tweet at the other team and tag them and say GGS, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very, a little yeah, weird. That's cringe. it. We can cut this part if you want.
1: Uh, no, let's talk about it. I want, let's go to like a larger marketing point. As some marketers, <laughs> let's talk about it. Brands trying to be people is the stupidest thing. It's very Orwellian and uh, it's it, brands you know, aren't your friends. Do
2: you know who set the market for that or set was it the Wendy's? it was Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's. Wendy's is and they, and it was solely them ripping people and it was funny because it was like went like oh funny you're just like a random fast food joint that nobody really goes to yeah and you're just like taking shots at
1: people but it's I'm, overdone it's weird yeah. i like what the pacers do they like have like their their like team play games and it's like <laughs> tyrese haliburton like, 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 like the, the jaw thing like in his mouth trying to say words and they have to guess what it is oh. that's what i want to see i want to see the players that i watch have fun i want to know yeah. What's your favorite clothing brand? That's why that's, you rock like ultra dip ultra drip type stuff. That's like our old strategy. Or just when we when we we're in. I co- just
0: want to follow good Twitter accounts.
1: Like Crunch wears no <laughs> pants. Um we have to do the Wolves Twitter draft again, or something like that, because we've missed a lot of good folks as well. We yes. miss a lot of stuff with the with the Wolves <laughs> things draft. We miss at least twelve good things. Wolves yeah, Twitter draft, bad. I feel very bad about. It's because it. of wolves. our full
0: time jobs getting in the way. Yeah, if, we, if we just quit those, that'd be fine. Wolves things draft though, we got something we got something brewing for the snubs. Don't you guys worry?
1: Do we just tell them? <laughs> It's like no. the NIT. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's NIT. The NIT. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Joe Mama's Salsa. Baby, no one likes nasty-ass gross salsa. That's why I got to go with Joe Mama's Salsa. It's a locally-owned salsa brand from River Falls, Wisconsin. They use lo- locally sourced ingredients. Um, I'm a big fan of the pineapple mango. Uh, they got mild and mediums and hots. So they got the roasted garlic. These are primo flavors. Um, I don't want to say the big brand names, but you eat them. They're salty. You eat them. They're salty. It hurts the side of your mouth. It tears it up. You're bleeding. You're like, what? Is it salsa or is it I blood? Think that, I think that's the chips, not that are tearing up the side of your mouth. Not the salsa. Well, either way, Jomala <laughs> salsa. salsa is sharp. Jomala salsa is not sharp. It's like um, it's a little bit more on the liquidy side, but still, what's that word that starts with the C? <laughs> what's that word that starts with the C? I can think of a couple. I don't know, but. It, What's that word? Creamy? No, it's not creamy. Coercive? No, it's not coercive. Are you talking about viscosity? It's very viscous. What, can you describe viscous to me? Resistance to flow. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Having a thick or sticky consistency, it's it's like a thick salsa. And it's chunky and it's yummy, and you should get it. Yeah, it's not pasty, is what I think. Is yeah, right. or it's not just like, or it's not like just like ketchupy. I can. T- it's not ketchupy. Yeah, with, it's with more running ketchup-y than ketchupy
2: with a C. Big, yeah. <laughs> Big brand, big brand salsas have like a paste to
1: it where it's like this chunks, and then it's this thick. This is two episodes in a row. Where I've just butchered the episode, but whatever. Joe Mama salsa, super crazy, very, very, very delicious. You can cop yours at Cub or hy-vee uh get it cracking wolves jeopardy what's up guys here's the deal um we did wolves jeopardy and it was bad like Durf and i i think turf won no it was a tie 300 to 300 we spent most of the game in the negatives it was just an abysmal showing so we cut it from the pod if you want us to release the terrible horrendous wolves jeopardy episode let us know on twitter at no pants crunch and we'll release it i don't know why you want it but in case you do, there's that option. Okay, back to the show. Oh, I just, I just saw this. The answer it. is Alan Crab and Wolves Jeopardy <laughs> is over. <laughs> We're so dumb. Okay, <laughs> this show was a disaster. It was, it was so bad. I blame the host. It was so bad. Um, do we? Okay, should we go into bonus segment or random <laughs> the wolf, wolf of the, the Week? Are. Wow. Okay. We're good. gonna do the Random Wolf of the Week presented by Tornado Jelly. DJ Audio Services, book them today, jordan-alamat.com, slash wedding-dj. It's a horrible URL. It was only made for digital purposes, not for ad reads. All right, random Wolf of the Week, babies. I'm going to give clues, and these two are going to guess. And it's going to be a hoot and a half and way more successful than Wolves Jeopardy. Clue. Do, do we, wait, do we get our random? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Dante Cunningham.
1: Wait, I forgot my I picked. Wait, do you have the hints, but you don't have the guy? <laughs> no way. Just go,
2: Google it quick. Go, Google no. the things. Hang on. Yeah, do some... <laughs> I forgot who I <laughs> Okay, cut this segment part.
1: <laughs> Man, I really hope it's done. Oh, yes. game. I remember now. Okay. <laughs> Cunningham. Um, <laughs> no, uh clue number one. He was drafted in 2008. Who is it?
2: He
1: was drafted in 2008. <laughs> I, I almost said it. Uh, <laughs> <I should've laughs> Brandon's got willpower. The way that he doesn't fall no. for that. Who was drafted in 2008? Brandon. I thought you were the guy that knew everything. Um, I am going to. He was drafted, but go ahead. You, you didn't have to be drafted. by, yeah, the by wolves, us. No the thing.
2: Great call out. <laughs> um, Greg Monroe. No, that's too. I'm not. Early. That's not an answer.
0: That's too early for Greg Monroe.
1: Um, I don't know. We just got to throw
0: a guess out (laughs) there. Yeah, just
1: Ramon Sessions. (laughs) No. Clue number two. He played 47 games for your Minnesota Timberwolves in 2016-2017, where he averaged a sexy 4.2 points per game, two rebounds, and one assist in 22 minutes per game. It was also his last year in the league. No, that's too early. I was going to say Tayshaun Prince. Nope. No, um, but I didn't guess it. Is
0: That's, that that's a freebie for you. Oh, um, um,
1: I can't be of Dom name. John Rudez. Oh, yeah. Is it Dom John Rudez? No, it's not. Clue number three. He's an NBA champion. He was on the Warriors championship team in twenty fifteen.
0: Twenty fifteen Warriors champions. Um. I keep wanting to say five. Believe four, that. No, we three. No, we don't we're not timed on this one. Um five. Four. <laughs> um He's got a stroke of
1: genius. Wait, so he came to the wolves. Oh. It's Brandon Rush. It is oh, Brandon yeah. Rush, You're baby! Called. Called. Good work, Brandon. I picked it because it has the same name as you.
2: Is it spelled the same
1: way? O- it is. O-N? It oh, is an O-N. On. O-N. Clue number four was, in 2011, he was traded for uh, one for one with future Random Wolf of the Week, Lou Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> and then clue number five, he was a Kansas Jayhawk for three seasons and was uh, a Wooden Award All-American winner in 2007, 2008. So that is Random Wolf of the Week. Oh. Guys, no more games. No more games. I think Family Feud went really well, and I think Wolves Jeopardy did not. All right. Well, if you made it this far on the podcast, please give us five stars because, boy, Lord, we need it. You have nerves of steel getting it this far. I'm Jordan. That's Nate. That's Brandon. I love you dearly so much. Stay warm.